Hey friends, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Calvary Bible Reading app. We are here on March 5th with our Bible reading plan. Today, we are jumping into the book of Nehemiah. If you did not get the chance to read or to listen along to the book of Ezra, I would encourage you to go back and do that. But today, we're going to jump into Nehemiah. It's a companion to Ezra. And here we go, starting in Nehemiah chapter 1. The words of Nehemiah, son of Hekeliah, in the month of Kislev, in the twelfth year, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hanani, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that had survived the exile, and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, Those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Then I said, Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments, let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel. I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's family, have committed against you. We have acted very wickedly toward you. We have not obeyed the commands, decrees, and laws you gave your servant Moses. Remember the instruction you gave your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even if your exiled people are at the farthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. They are your servants and your people, whom you redeemed by your great strength and your mighty hand. Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of this your servant, Answer the prayer of your servants, who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. I was cupbearer to the king. Nehemiah chapter 2 In the month of Nisan, in the twelfth year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was brought for him, I took the wine and gave it to the king. I had not been sad in his presence before, so the king asked me, Why does your face look so sad when you are not ill? This can be nothing but sadness of heart. I was very much afraid, but I said to the king, May the king live forever. Why should my face not look sad when the city where my ancestors are buried lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire? The king said to me, What is it you want? Then I prayed to the God of heaven, and I answered the king, If it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in his sight, let him send me to the city in Judah, where my ancestors are buried, so that I can rebuild it. Then the king, with the queen sitting beside him, asked me, How long will your journey take, and when will you get back? It pleased the king to send me, so I set a time. I also said to him, If it pleases the king, may I have a letter to the governors of Trans-Euphrates? so that they will provide me safe conduct until I arrive in Judah. And may I have a letter to Asaph, keeper of the royal park, so he will give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel by the temple and for the city wall and for the residence I will occupy. 
and because the gracious hand of my God was on me, the king granted my requests. So I went to the governors of Trans-Euphrates and gave them the king's letters. The king had also sent army officers and cavalry with me. When Samballat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite official heard about this, they were very much disturbed that someone had come to promote the welfare of the Israelites. I went to Jerusalem, and after staying there three days, I set out during the night with a few others. I had not told anyone what my God had put in my heart to do for Jerusalem. There were no mounts with me except the one I was riding on. By night, I went out through the valley gate toward the jackal well and the dung gate, examining the walls of Jerusalem, which had been broken down, and its gates, which had been destroyed by fire. Then I moved on toward the fountain gate and the king's pool, but there was not enough room for my mount to get through. So I went up the valley by night, examining the wall. Finally, I turned back and re-entered through the valley gate. The officials did not know where I had gone or what I was doing, because as yet I had said nothing to the Jews or the priests or the nobles or officials or any others who would be doing the work. Then I said to them, You see the trouble we are in? Jerusalem lies in ruins, and its gates have been burned with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem, and we will no longer be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hand of my God on me and what the king had said to me. They replied, Let us start rebuilding. So they began this good work. But when Sanballat the Horonite, Tobiah the Ammonite official, and Geshem the Arab heard about it, they mocked and ridiculed us. What is this you are doing? they asked. Are you rebelling against the king? I answered them by saying, The God of heaven will give us success. We, his servants, will start rebuilding. But as for you, you have no share in Jerusalem or any claim or historic right to it. Nehemiah chapter 3 Eliashib, the high priest, and his fellow priest went to work and rebuilt the sheep gate. They dedicated it and set its doors in place, building as far as the Tower of the Hundred, which they dedicated, and as far as the Tower of Hananel. The men of Jericho built the adjoining section, and Zechur, son of Imri, built next to them. The fish gate was rebuilt by the sons of Hassaneah. They laid its beams and put its doors and bolts and bars in place. Merimoth, son of Uriah, the son of Hikaz, repaired the next section. Next to him, Meshulam, son of Barakiah, the son of Meshezabel, made repairs. And next to him, Zadok, son of Baana, also made repairs. The next section was repaired by the men of Tekoa, but their nobles would not put their shoulders to the work under their supervisors. The Jeshana gate was repaired by Joeda, son of Pesiah, and Meshulam, son of Besodiah. They laid its beams and put its doors with their bolts and bars in place. Next to them, repairs were made by men from Gibeon and Mizpah. Melatiah of Gibeon and Jadon of Maranoth, places under the authority of the governor of Trans-Euphrates. Uziel, son of Haraiah, one of the goldsmiths, repaired the next section, and Hananiah, one of the perfume makers, made repairs next to that. They restored Jerusalem as far as the broad wall. Rephaiah, son of Hur, ruler of a half-district of Jerusalem, repaired the next section. 
Adjoining this, Jediah, son of Haramoth, made repairs opposite his house, and Hattush, son of Hashbaniah, made repairs next to him. Milcahiah, son of Haram, and Hashub, son of Pathmoab, repaired another section and the tower of the ovens. Shalem, son of Haloesh, ruler of a half-district of Jerusalem, repaired the next section with the help of his daughters. The valley gate was repaired by Hanan and the residents of Zenoah. They rebuilt it and put its doors with their bolts and bars in place. They also repaired a thousand cubits of the wall as far as the dung gate. The dung gate was repaired by Milkiah, son of Rechab, ruler of the district of Beth Hekaram. He rebuilt it and put its doors with their bolts and bars in place. The fountain gate was repaired by Shalun, son of Kol Jose, ruler of the district of Mizpah. He rebuilt it, roofing it over and putting its doors and bolts and bars in place. He also repaired the wall of the pool of Shalom by the king's garden, as far as the steps going down from the city of David. Beyond him, Nehemiah, son of Azbuk, ruler of a half-district of Beth-zur, made repairs up to a point opposite the tombs of David, as far as the artificial pool and the house of the heroes. Next to him, the repairs were made by the Levites under Reham, son of Bani. Beside him, Hashabiah, ruler of half the district of Keilah, carried out repairs for his district. Next to him, the repairs were made by their fellow Levites under Benui, son of Henadad, ruler of the other half district of Keilah. Next to him, Ezer, son of Jeshua, ruler of Mizpah, repaired another section from a point facing the ascent to the armory as far as the angle of the wall. Next to him, Baruch, son of Zebai, zealously repaired another section from the angle to the entrance of the house of Eliashib, the high priest. Next to him, Merimoth, son of Uriah, the son of Hekaz, repaired another section from the entrance of Eliashib's house to the end of it. The repairs next to him were made by the priest from the surrounding region. Beyond them, Benjamin and Hishub made repairs in front of their house, and next to them, Azariah, son of Maasiah, the son of Ananiah, made repairs beside his house. Next to him, Benui, son of Henadad, repaired another section from Azariah's house to the angle in the corner. And Palal, son of Uzai, worked opposite the angle and the tower projecting from the upper palace near the court of the guard. Next to him, Padaiah, son of Porosh, and the temple servants living on the hill of Ophel made repairs up to a point opposite the water gate towards the east in the projecting tower. Next to them, the men of Tekoa repaired another section from the great projecting tower to the wall of Ophel. Above the horse gate, the priest made repairs, each in front of his own house. Next to them, Zadok, son of Emer, made repairs opposite his house. Next to him, Shemaiah, son of Shechaniah, the guard at the east gate, made repairs. Next to him, Hananiah, son of Shalamiah, and Hanun, the sixth son of Zalaf, repaired another section. Next to them, Meshulam, son of Berechiah, made repairs opposite his living quarters. Next to him, Malchiah, one of the goldsmiths, made repairs as far as the house of the temple servants and the merchants, opposite the inspection gate, and as far as the room above the corner, and between the room above the corner 
in the sheep gate, the goldsmiths and merchants made repairs. Nehemiah chapter 4. When Samballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became angry and was greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews, and in the presence of his associates and the army of Samaria, he said, What are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can the day bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble burned as they are? Tobiah the Ammonites, who was at his side, said, What they are building? Even a fox climbing up on it would break down their wall of stones. Hear us, our God, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on their own heads. Give them over as plunder in a land of captivity. Do not cover up their guilt or blot out their sins from your sight, for they have thrown insults in the face of the builders. So we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half its height, for the people worked with all their heart. But when Sanballat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the people of Ashdod heard that the repairs to Jerusalem's walls had gone ahead and that the gaps were being closed, they were very angry. They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against it. But we prayed to our God and posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. Meanwhile, the people in Judah said, The strength of the laborers is giving out, and there is so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. Also, our enemies said, Before they know it or see us, we will be right there among them and will kill them and put an end to the work. Then the Jews who lived near them came and told us ten times over, Wherever you turn, they will attack us. Therefore, I stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall at the exposed places, posting them by families with their swords, spears, and bows. After I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. And fight for your families, your sons, and your daughters, your wives, and your homes. When our enemies heard that we were aware of their plots and that God had frustrated it, we all returned to the wall, each to our own work. From that day on, half of my men did the work, while the other half were equipped with spears, shields, bows, and armor. The officers posted themselves behind all the people of Judah who were building the wall. Those who carried material did their work with one hand and held a weapon in the other, and each of the builders wore his sword at his side as he worked, but the man who sounded the trumpet stayed with me. Then I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, The work is extensive and spread out, and we are widely separated from each other along the wall. Wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us there. Our God will fight for us. So we continued the work with half of the men holding spears from the first light of dawn till the stars came out. At that time, I also said to the people, Have every man and his helper stay inside Jerusalem at night, so they can serve us as guards by night and as workers by day. Neither I, nor my brothers, nor my men, nor the guards with me took off our clothes. Each had his weapon, even when he went for water." This concludes our reading for today. Let me give you a few thoughts before we end our time together. What a sight! Nehemiah sees the wall and is broken. 
So he gets people to work. And while they're working, they were being threatened and ridiculed all around them. So he set it up. He positioned people who would stand there and protect the workers. But this is the most beautiful part. If you remember reading Ezra, he told us of all the people who came to Jerusalem. They went after being released from Babylon. But Nehemiah gives us a picture of where everyone worked. And the best part is, they all did the work. Why? Because rebuilding the city and temple of the Lord required everyone to work together. I think of this post-COVID season, the political unrest, the sexuality and gender confusion, and the depression, anxiety, and fear that has overcome God's people over the last few months. There is a mighty attack on the people of God, and we're trying to rebuild what was broken into shambles. But it doesn't happen easily, and it doesn't happen by one or two people. Listen, if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, there is a work to do to rebuild the temple of the Lord. The temple, God's people, are in desperate need. There is a sea of hope, love, affirmation, and strength that needs to be poured out into the church. And if you follow Jesus, it is your job to be part of making that happen. Nehemiah set it up that some would just simply be defenders behind the workers, but even the skilled workers held a weapon in one hand and worked hard with the other hand. Today is the day for the people of God to work hard while holding tight to the weapons that will defend them. This is why this Bible reading is so vital. We must be people who know the Word of God and can defend our faith. At the same time, we must do the work to rebuild the church. What does that look like? Get involved somewhere. Serve in your local church. It's the only way we rebuild the broken walls of the church. Serve in kids' ministry. It's the generation that is growing up with normatives that we once thought crazy. But even more, tell your neighbors about your interactions with Jesus. Let them know the Savior you serve, and then invite them to come and see who He is. When you do these things, you are helping rebuild the walls of the city. You are creating the temple, a dwelling place for the Lord. That's all the time we have together for today. I love you, and God bless. Thank you.